0: The professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Lyne. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now, a man who needs no introduction Lewis. Yes, indeed. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us and being part of the conversation. I am Lewis Howard, and we are live broadcasting from the Northwest, reaching the U.S. and around the world. Hey, shout out to all of the nations and countries that we get to reach with the show. And uh, very happy to get your ears all the way from Canada, Australia, Italy, Brazil. We got you. Philippines, thank you. We give you a shout out for tuning in and downloading and being a part of Over over 100,000 downloads of the show since we've begun this, and we really appreciate you being part of the conversation. It just inspires me to bring you the freshest and the best that I can deliver from you. If you're just joining us and you want to know what this show is all about, I'm Lewis Howard and uh, business Entrepreneur. I've been in the field of business close to 20-plus years, going on 30, really. And I've uh, specialized in housing, finance, real estate, done marketing, uh, motivational teaching, coaching, life coaching, business coaching, personal coaching. Currently, I'm a part of one of the largest real estate organizations in the world. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm actually part of one of the largest housing, uh, affordable housing organizations in our region that are serving thousands of families and individuals that are coming out of housing. So I get to spend a lot of time around people, places and things. And I always tell people and they ask me what I do for a living is I work with people, projects, and profits and profits is not always money sometimes it's the it's the fruit it's the result it's the it's the profit of your time or your energies invested. If you bake a cake, your profit is the cake turned out well and everybody enjoyed it. If you bake the cake and nobody liked it, you didn't get a profit from your labors. So that's what I do. And each week we try to bring you something fresh. And I also have the best-selling book From Here to There available on Amazon Books. You'll hear in our break, to go get that book, and also my other book, Inside the Mind of Champions, and coming soon, new books. I got new wine, a new book coming out. It's going to blow your socks off, so we're going to continue to do it. We've got the Lewis Howard Live website, and of course, we're on, I can't even count how many platforms we're broadcasting on now, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast.com, FM Player, Mixcloud, Blog Talk Radio, which is our parent platform, so we're able to be reached around The world. All right, so today we want to talk about leadership, uh, aka being a boss, right? Because one of the things in our area and our culture is everybody wants to be a boss. Um, But there is a price to leadership, there is a path to leadership, and there is a process to leadership. And uh, have you ever heard the term uh, he or she is a born leader, right? Well, I would suggest that leaders are not born, that leaders are taught and they learn how to do certain things. Now, there are certain people who are born with certain personality types that are bossy, right, that are dictatorial and likes to tell everybody else what to do. That's not a leader. That's just somebody that is consumed with their own view of themselves, and they want to tell other people what to do and give directions, and it makes them feel good when they can boss other people around. But that's not a leader, right? We're going to talk about really some of the descriptors of what a leader is. Um, So leaders uh, have... uh, strong control tendencies, and their more aggressive style of doing things. But in fact, leaders have common traits among them. There are so many books on leadership. It is agnosium that there are books and books out there on leadership, how to be a leader, how to manage people, Uh, how to get the best out of people. So there's thousands of studies and books on leadership and a few points to a single path on how to become a leader, right? There are definitions and there are suggestions, but really at the end of the day, um, You know, it's a unique, customized format to being a leader. So I'm going to share with you some examples of leaders and, and really how to lead. And you start, leadership starts with leading yourself, taking your own mountain, taking authority over your own life. That's really where leadership is. When I mention people that like to boss other people around, it's usually because they don't have things going on in their life and they feel complete when they can tell you What to do? So, if you're just joining us, I'm Lewis Howard Live, and we're talking about the foundations of leadership. Our topic today. If you're out there and you're 10 years old, 12 years old, 18 years old, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, and 100, you can still be a leader right from where you are. So, there's several type of leaders. There are power holders, right? You can think of Fidel Castro. The late Fidel Castro was a power holder leader in Cuba, right? Taking the power, taking the reins, and he led through his power. Mafia bosses, right? Uh, very few people have not seen The Godfather, right? Um, and how power uh, controls and power creates leadership under the threat of death or punishment if you. Don't do that. We have inexperienced managers and supervisors that have been appointed to a position and somehow it's come in their head that they've got all this power and their role as a leader is to dominate and rule other people, but that doesn't make them a good leader. Right. That means a, a person that's holding a title and a position that's making other people afraid and holding their jobs by fear. That's not a leader. That's a power holder type leader. Inspiring or vision leaders. Can you think of somebody that you think, as a leader, you say, man, that person's motivational, that person's inspiring, that person challenges me to be better than what I am. You can look through history and you can find inspiring leaders like Winston Churchill, who saved Britain from the onslaught of Hitler's German army in the 1940s right or you can think of modern day leaders in the 60s like a Martin Luther King Jr came along and was a voice for civil rights right or Gandhi who was a proponent of Nonviolence through peace, Jesus Christ, right, the Savior Messiah, an inspirational follower and leader, Muhammad, so you can think about Buddha, these different inspirational leaders that people follow because they inspire. What does inspire means? It means to breathe life into inspiration you are inspiring, you're breathing something. Into me, So that's a leader. We can all handle those kind of leaders because they challenge us to be better than what we are. Then we have tyrannical leaders. Nobody wants this person around in their area code, right? Dictator leaders. Maybe where you're listening to my show, your nation may be under a dictator leadership. Right? You may not be under a democracy. You may be under a dictator leadership. People like Hitler, dictators, tyrants, destroyed people, destroyed people's lives for the sake of power and to keep leadership. Mussolini, right? The great Italian leader that came under the narrative and control of a Hitler and he acted in a tyrannical manner. Way back in history, a a man named Nero held control over Rome and he was a tyrannical leader. He would burn people at the stake. He would, he would, Burn people alive. He would do amazing things to hold his leader. Amazing, and I don't mean good, just amazing, evil, dark things to hold his position. In modern day times, Saddam Hussein, leader of Iraq that we delivered via the U.S. military out of the hands of the people that he had been a tyrannical leader of. Uh, for 30 years, Muammar Gaddafi. I could go on. History is littered with tyrants that have come into power and uh, subdued power, but just kept the people in a bondage. So you can just kind of think about the different type of leaders and what kind of leader are you? What kind of leader do you want to be? Some of the greatest movies I like on leadership, right? Uh, one of the most recent one is called The Darkest Hour with Winston Churchill that I mentioned as one of those inspiring bulldog leaders. So if you haven't seen that movie, it's a great movie if you want to learn by leadership. Uh, off the grid a little bit, it's old school, but The Sopranos. The Sopranos taught about leadership. Right. In terms of how you you lead people, even if it's on the wrong side of the law, Tony Soprano taught you how to lead and how to do that. So those are examples of leadership. Abraham Lincoln, the movie, is a great example of leadership. Selma with Martin Luther King and the march on Selma is a great example of leadership under under duress. Under danger. I mentioned The Godfather. There's a great movie called Remember the Titans with Denzel Washington, and he's got to lead a group of young men into championship high school football in. Texas, that they are obsessed about their football in Texas even today. So these are great movies on leadership, Saving Private Ryan, Steel Magnolias, a group of strong women that are leading their neighborhood and leading one another through some crisis in their life. So they're great movies, Hunger Games. Right, one of the Martin Day movies, great on leadership. And Salt, Angelina Jolie is one of my favorite actresses in Salt. That leadership, that CIA operative, gritty type leadership. So there are some great examples that Hollywood has written on leadership that you can go and 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 really check out and kind of gleam in terms of what kind of leader do you want to be, right? It's not because you got a million followers that makes you a great leader or people will do what you say that makes you a great leader. If you really want to know if you're a great leader, start heading in a direction and see who's following. Start on a plan and see who's with you. Who's coming with you from the movie Jerry Maguire? Leave a company and start your own and see who comes with you. Now you can determine if you're a good leader. When you're in the middle of a crisis, who stands beside you? Instead of criticizing, judging you, and throwing rocks at you from the side, that's leadership. Okay, that's the difference. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back. I'm going to give you some how to lead people and get the very best out of them, how to take your organization, yourself, whether it's your family, your relationships, your businesses, your projects to the highest of levels. You're listening to Lewis Howard Live coming to you from the lovely Northwest Studios. We're going to take a quick break, and I promise you, we'll be right back. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From here to there is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise the to the top. The mission of the Millionaire, millionaire Club Charity is to provide jobs, Lewis and support Howard services, from here to those there, media, the available region. on Amazon Books at MillionaireClubCharity.com. Four five zero that specializes in helping people who are experiencing homelessness or other barriers to employment. Temporary Staffing Solutions connects men and women with employment opportunities to over 1,100 businesses and residences in the greater Seattle area. The Millionaire Club also addresses the housing needs of its workers through transitional housing. To learn more and to get involved, go to MillionaireClub.org or call 206 728 JOBS. Hey, this is Lewis Howard Live. I couldn't wait to do this show today because I love leadership. And I love inspiring people. If you were to call me a leader, I would be the inspiring and the motivating type individual that's going to keep telling you, you can finish, you can do it. And uh, I've had to in, lead my own life, right? As many of you know, my story coming from, you know, three mothers and two fathers. By the time I was seven years old, going through 10 different schools And just growing up in a life of dysfunction, I had to learn about leadership at a very early age. At 11 years old, I had to learn to understand how to lead myself. And uh, even at that, I struggled, I failed. Um, I I hit the ground so many times I thought I was the ground, right? I got burned so much I was going to change my name to Toast. Yeah, that's just the way it went down. But at some point I got that breakthrough. There is a saying that says unrelenting disappointments makes the heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn it around. I got some sudden good breaks because I had some great leaders come into my life, some great mentors come into my life and give me some direction. They challenged me. They wouldn't let me make excuses. They wouldn't let me live on the past, and they forced me into a new way of thinking. And I'm hoping to do that for at least one of you listening, maybe more, that you may be stuck in a place and you're ready to go to that next place because it's in your heart. You talk about it, you pray about it, you meditate about it, you post about it, and it's there. But you haven't figured out how to get there Or how to get the people around you to get there. It's like I want to create a great band and I got a bunch of talented musicians, but I got to figure out how do I get them all to work together to make a synergistic symphony of music that we can produce, right? Every artist struggles with that, right? No artist can be a good artist without a good producer, Without a good band, without a good 808 right behind them. So we all need to have the support. So let's talk about, if you just joined us, talking about leadership skills and how to motivate yourself as well as how to motivate other people. Number one is you have to have a clear vision. Where are we headed? Where are we Going anytime I take over an organization or a group, the first thing that I do is I lay out a clear plan. I call it the level up, crawl, walk, run plan, and it starts with what we want to accomplish the first hundred days. Right? That's 90 days, that's the probationary period that you're taking on. Because doing that, some things might have to change, some people might have to change, right? So I do that crawl, walk, run, the level up 90 day, 100 day plan. And that gets everybody on the same sheet of music in terms of where I'm going. Walking in a room and giving people a great speech is very inspirational and will get excited Uh, For a moment, people will get excited. I'll be excited. But then people walk away and the cares and concerns of life comes right at them and they forget most of what you said. But when you write it down, people can't forget that. They have to choose to forget that. Right. If I write the lyrics to the song, I won't forget what I'm singing. If I'm freestyling, I may not remember what I'm doing until I'm in an artist kind of mode today. Right. So, yeah, just think about that, whether you are, whether you're a new supervisor, whether you're starting a new business, whether you are a student that has to lead other students. And maybe this is your first time into leadership. You can take control by having a clear vision and plan write it down, write it down, say it, and then write it down. Number two is you got to have a set of principles that you're willing to fail by, right? So I have principles, which are primary rules. That's what principles are. They're the primary rules that guide what I say and what I do. And I'm willing to fail by those rules, right? I'm willing to put it all on the line, by those rules. Most people don't have principles. They have suggestions. I think I might want to do it this way, but if it doesn't work, I'm going to go do it this way, th- another way, right? And you constantly keep this flexibility, but you don't have a set of principles. Another word for principles are bumpers, Right? You wouldn't not let a toddler not have bumpers around their crib or their bed because they want to walk and experience and try other things. You know, the risk is they may hurt themselves. So you got to have bumpers. When you hire a new person in your organization or bring a person on board to work with you, you got to put bumpers around. them. Here's what we will do. Here's what we don't do. We don't get high on the job. Right? That's bumpers. We don't drink on the job. Those are bumpers. We don't flirt and hit on the other girls and the dudes in the job. Those are bumpers, right? We don't show up 30 minutes late when you're supposed to be here at eight, all right? Those are bumpers. You might call them rules, but they're bumpers to get people sort of. In the box a little bit until they earn the trust and the credibility that they can live outside the bumpers, right? If a child's doing well walking, I don't need to keep them in bumpers. Just let them go and then watch and make sure they don't get anything. But I don't need to keep a two-year-old in bumpers. They should be walking and handling. The problem with certain leaders is a person has been on job five years and you got them on the tightest bumpers. You're micromanaging, control freak, obsessive, do it my way individual. Yes, I'm talking to you. You can't let people be free enough to make their own decisions. Every decision has to be your decision. Every idea has to be your idea. That's not good leadership. You got to set the vision, set the priorities, set the principles, have the integrity behind it, and let people go out and fail forward. That's a term we use in Keller Williams, organization, one of the organizations that I work with. You got to fail forward. Let people make mistakes. You won't fail Cause somebody else fail. You'll be all right. Even if that person fails, but we're so worried about our reputations and our image that we take 150 photos before we put one up on Instagram. Cause we're afraid of what somebody might say about that photo. Guess what they're going to do. They're going to criticize it anyway. It don't matter. Right? So number one is having a vision and a clear path, a clear goal. That's why my book is called From Here to There, A Clear Path of Where I've Been and Where I'm Going, Having a Set of Principles and Priorities. Number three is holding people accountable. If you give somebody an assignment, you got to hold them accountable to that. You can't give them an assignment and then leave the room or leave the area and never check on them. Right. And never because if sometimes what happens with human behavior, if we get stuck, we shut down. So you got to find out where are you stuck? Where are you not able to perform this? It's a it's holding them accountable. If we're going to work on this project 20 hours a week, then the accountability is we're going to work on this four hours a day and you're going to do this 20 hours a week. And at the end of the week, we're going to debrief on what happened in those 20 hours. Did we accomplish the goal? Did we achieve the priorities or the task? That's leadership. And leadership is not just standing up, barking out orders, telling people what to do, and then going back to your thing and then wonder why it didn't get done. You've got to hold people accountable. I've been leading and managing people for 20 plus years. And what I found is you can't leave people to their own devices, not at first. You've got to be in the position to inspect what you expect, right? Inspect what you expect. I think that that's so good that 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 deserves like a round of applause. I'm gonna give myself a round of applause on that. Yeah, you gotta inspect what you expect, right? Too much round of applause, right? So hold others accountable. Don't over-criticize or embarrass other people. I see this so much with people who hold positions of power and title that they embarrass other people. And usually they do that in front of other people. And some of the thinking behind that, that if I embarrass the one person, then everybody else will follow. And that doesn't always work. That's an outdated style of management. If I cut the head off of one person, everybody else is going to be in line. That is a dictator, tyrannical type, power holder type of leadership. That is not the way you inspire and get the best out of people. Whenever I'm going to critique someone, most of the time I will do it privately privately. Because nobody likes to be exposed. Nobody likes to be called out. It's embarrassing. You go on the defensive, you shut down, and normally you don't get out of that person what you want to get out. And so never, as a leader, criticize or embarrass or correct somebody. You know, it may be fun to see it in college where professors like to do it in Hollywood, scripts it in a movie, where the professor calls out the student among the other 40 students and embarrass them because they got the answer wrong or they're doing something else. That's why they're a professor that's why they're not running a fortune 500 company, right? That's not a that's why they're not a world leader cuz those that can't do teach. And I'm not putting down any of my teachers or professors out there, but if a person's using their position to embarrass a future leader or graduate or somebody that's working hard, that's not good leadership. So If you've done that, don't do that. That's not a good leadership. I'm not sure where that comes from, but you want to call somebody in one-on-one. My favorite saying is, hey, let's have a chat, and that means I'm going to sit you down, and I'm going to go over what I saw. I'm not going to say everything you did wrong. I'm going to to blend it, but at the end of the day, I'm going to challenge you on, hey, I needed you to be at 8 o'clock, and you've been repeatedly coming in at 8.30. What's happening? What's going on? Right. And I'll kindly listen and I've heard all the excuses in the world. Right. But at the end of the day, we need to find a way to get you here at eight thirties. So if you're if you're eight o'clock. So if you're leaving home, you need to leave home twenty minutes earlier. You need to go to bed an hour earlier. Whatever it takes, so you can get to where you need to be. Because here's the other problem with leadership. If you let one person make an exception, then you've made an exception for the entire team. You can't let one person break the rules and then ask the other people to follow the rules. doesn't work that way. You got to hold everybody accountable at the same level. Do we have our favorites if you're a leader? Absolutely. I have my favorites in every organization I go to. And they know that they can get away with certain things, but they know also don't abuse that privilege because easily given is easily taken. Right, So you understand that you're going to have favorites, you're going to just have people you like as a leader, so you will let them do certain things, but it's because they deliver and they're going to make sure they take care of what they need at the end of the day. So if you're just joining Lewis Howard Live today, we're talking about how to be a boss, how to coach people, how to inspire and motivate others to get the very best out of. So we've talked about having a clear path, having clear goals, setting principles that that you're willing to fail by, and holding others accountable for the project, for the task, for the assignment that you've given them, and don't over-criticize or embarrass anyone. I always say what I do is I have coaching moments. It's a way I'm going to criticize you, but I'm also going to coach you to be better. I have 300 and some agents, and they may call me at any time about any different thing, but I'm always prepared for one thing. I'm going to answer and coach answer and coach, right? Because I want them to get the best out of the conversation and not feel the stupider, I don't know if that's a word, for calling in the first place, right? Hire and fire on attitude, right? I hire people on attitude and I fire on attitude. You can make a resume, say what Ever you want the resume to say, you can't make your attitude say whatever it wants to say it's going to show right whenever I'm calling for service, I always know the the temperature of an organization by the person who answers the phone if the person who is the voice of that organization answers the phone with an attitude. That means that that organization has an attitude. Now there are exceptions to persons having a bad day, but generally it's cause they have the ability to, to do what they do. So there's a difference. If I, if I call your organization, you go, Hey, what do you want? Okay. I know that's the temperature of the organization. Or, hey, thank you for calling XYZ Corporation. How may I help you today? Right? It's a totally different attitude. Right? If you got an employee that says, you can't tell me I already know, that's attitude. We're going to have to check that. Right? That old saying, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Right? Because I can't have you representing our organization and dealing with clients and customers with that attitude. And sometimes with people, it's because they're having a bad day. Right. They had to deal with their children, their spouse. They may have private things going on. Then they need to take a break, pull them out of the seat, give them a couple days off, let them go home early, but let them get a chance to reset. That's one of my favorite terms. I always say reset. Right. Reset. And that comes from my friends who are chefs. And when they're in the middle of preparing a big meal, they'll stop and say, let's reset the kitchen. It's getting dirty, it's getting messy, let's reset. Well, as human beings, You guys don't realize how much stress we are. Maybe some of you guys around the world, you don't have some of the stress. But in America, we have so much stress. We have our whole lives in our devices in front of them. And we're tied to that. We get emails, texts, phone calls, social media notifications, email notifications. We're constantly bombarded with information, right? And sometimes it's overwhelming. You ever had somebody text you at the wrong time, right? In the middle of you feeling good on purpose, and then you get a text that just interrupts your day. And now I got to reset. Right. Just as I'm starting the show, I'm trying to work out some and a text comes in. Now I got to dismiss that so I can focus on helping you because you are more important than what's going on with that text. And what happens is we can't be present with people because we're so distracted. We're thinking about what we have to do when we get off of work. So I'm not even present for work. Right. Got to have a reset. All right. Don't abuse your position. If you've been given a position of power, don't abuse it. I remember when I first got my first executorship, I made a lot of mistakes. I abused the power because I would threaten to fire you in a heartbeat. I would show you the tour quicker than than You could say it. I was just just quick. My draw. Right. And because I didn't know how to manage, I didn't know how to I didn't know how to deal with the confrontation. And I knew I had the power to do one thing. I could fire you. Right. So I had to learn and grow into just because you have the power and the authority to do something doesn't always mean you should use it. The greatest leaders show restraint. Right. We want law enforcement because they have the power to arrest or the power to shoot someone, we don't want them just using that power at will. We want them to show what? Restraint. As a leader, you have to show restraint. Just because you can doesn't mean you should do. Right? And that takes time growing into that. I'm working with a group of individuals. Some of them, it's their first time in leadership, and they're overdriving their, their power. They're overusing it. They're using it to threaten and get people to do what they want instead of using the ability to inspire and motivate and challenge and hold people accountable. I can get more done than threatening people to run you out of the building. Right. So I'm hoping I'm helping some future leaders, some current leaders out there, because I sense I got some leaders tuned in today that are trying to set their direction, set their course. You want to run a big company, you want to run a big organization, you want to do something big, and it requires your ability to step into the role of leadership in order to do that. It's more than just have any idea. All right. Don't abuse your position. Have empathy for others that are not as smart, rich, talented or skilled as you. One of the problems in our U.S. culture is we don't have tolerance for someone that doesn't know as much as we do. We're quick to criticize and put them down. If you don't believe me, go on Facebook. Right. It is full of criticism of people we don't like or people we don't think is smart as us or we've taken somebody's life that did something stupid and we put it on blast. Right. I don't share those kind of videos. People like to share those kind of videos of somebody doing something stupid and then share it so they can get laughs out of it. I don't find it funny. Right. I don't find it funny exploring another individual's life. Maybe that person was just at a crazy point and they did something crazy. Right. Do you want to be do you want to be remembered for the craziest things you did? If 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 somebody took that part of your life and all they did was repay that replay that part of that, your life, would you want to be known for that? The first time you got drunk and threw up and we had a video of it and we played it for the rest of your life every birthday. Every celebration, we broke that video out. It would drive you crazy, right? As artists who've had one hits over the years and people ask them to sing the one song and they get tired of it. They don't want to be known by the song. Or, you know, I remember uh, when William Shatner, you know, because he played on Star Trek and it is a whole generation of Star Trek followers. So every time somebody see him, they want him to do a scene from Star Trek. And, you know, after a while, he goes, enough, people. Star Trek is over. Right. So sometimes give people the opportunity to be over what they did or how if they made a mistake or they're just not as smart As We have this competitive nature that we have to compete and compare. So have empathy for people when they're at a certain level in life, and they don't have the money, they don't have the resources. I'm living in the Northwest, and we have a whole bunch of people that are disenfranchised, that are on the street, that are in bad situations, and it's easy to look at some of these people and make fun of them, right? To laugh at them, to mock them, because they're not where we are. Right. But that's not leadership. That's not leadership. You take somebody by the hand. When I was in the first grade, I don't know why I remember this. There were little kids that couldn't be in our circle because they, you know, they were not kept up. They were not well done by their family, and we wouldn't let them in the circle, but I made a decision to reach out to those kids and bring them in a circle. They didn't smell good. They didn't look good, but I brought them into the circle, and I hope that I impacted that young woman and young man's life to make them included in something. It's really hard to feel excluded. I know what that's like. I've been excluded from a lot of things because I didn't fit, because I wasn't rich, because I wasn't you know, Eastside type or whatever, Beverly Hills ready. Whatever you say, the person's got to be, and you keep them on the inside of your little old clique, which ain't worth much even when you get into the thing. All right, that's enough on that. All right, be a teacher, right? That's what I'm doing right now. I'm taking what I've learned in 20 years and I'm being a teacher. I'm hoping to inspire you and share what I've learned, share what I do every single day. Lead by example, right? Some things are taught. I can write it in down. I can write it in a book, but other things are caught. People hear what you do more than they hear what you say. Right. They follow you. What time do you get to work? How do you handle your projects? What do you do when you're under stress? If you're the mom and you're the dad or you're the teacher and you're the leader, how do you handle? Because somebody's watching. Right. Do you go on Facebook and just throw up on everybody about what a bad day you had? Right. And throw people under the bus. Or do you just handle it? Reset. Come back with something good. And that's how you beat life. You just come back with something good. The best revenge. Right. To people who criticize you is succeed. Shut them down. They got nothing to say when you succeed. Many of you, I've shared getting out of debt and paying off, you know, $1.3, $1.4 dollars in debt. Maybe to some of you, that's not a big number, but it's a good number to me. And I remember years people criticizing me, taking bets on whether I would lose my house whether my house would go into foreclosure because I was getting too big for my britches, right? And I dealt with that, but what I did was I, by example, walked right through that thing, defeated my giant, took my mountain, and now I'm standing being able to teach and share it with you as a debt-free human being, right? Right? Do you think I care about the criticism now? Absolutely not. So leadership is in all of us. We may not be born with it, but the seeds of leadership is in each one of you. But you have to water that seed. You got to fertilize it. And the best I can tell you, if you want to get there quickly, get around a great leader. Study great leaders. There's some great leaders running around. One of my best two guys, Tim Story, great leader. Uh, Grant Cardone, great leader. Right. Renee Brown, great leaders. There's some great leaders. Les Brown from way back is still out there. Oprah Winfrey. They're great leaders that have done great things that you can learn from. Don't spend your days watching the train wreck leaders running around. There's a bunch of good leaders that don't make CNN, don't make Fox News, don't make MSNBC, Seattle Times, your local L.A. Times. You don't even hear about them. There's some great teachers that are training a whole generation that you don't even hear about every day. They're great parents that are great leaders. I watch parents every day where I'm staying walk their kids to the school bus to make sure that they get on. That's leadership, right? They're great individuals running organizations that nobody highlights and nobody talks about. So leaders comes in all shapes sizes, colors, races, dimensions, backgrounds, right? So I believe that you have leadership in today. So re-listen to the show and take down some of the stuff. You have to listen to things a few times to get it. And I'm hoping that I'll hear some great stories back of great leaderships, great leaders that have risen, that have written books, produced TV shows, movies, music, art, great organizations, great causes that'll help our world going forward. Hey, you've been listening to Lewis Howard Live. It's been a pleasure doing it, bringing it, and being a conversation with you around the world. Stay tuned for our next podcast coming up, and we'll have something new, fresh, favorite, insightful to bring you the best so you can be the best version of yourself. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you soon.